You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 20. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 20. Big day. On today's topic, we will be discussing friendships, the value of friendship, so to speak. Uh, we'll be talking about things like what defines a friend, different kinds of friendships we have in our life, uh, why friendships are important, and when and or why it may be important to rely on friendships. So we thought it was a pretty cool topic. A, we're all friends, and B, it's it's important for various reasons to rely on people in your life um, that are your friends. Uh, everybody can provide a little something to uh, their fellow friends. Could be humor, like John. Could be seriousness, or somebody needing to pick you up, uh, like some of our other friends in life. Could be cray cream, giving some wisdom to hot dog. Uh, could be several of those type things. But before we get into it, we'll flip it over to. Craig to read us a review. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I have a little review here today from Leger exclamation point. Whoa. Uh, yes, it's like emphasized. It's not, you know, <laughs> this is not just, one and not only. just, not, not just a regular Leger. Not it's a regular real Leger, the Leger. So we are so excited that you shared this with us. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Let's see. Best podcast, hands down. What a wonderful podcast that brings such joy and positivity to any bad day. I highly recommend it to everyone. So we thank you for that, Leger. It was awesome. I appreciate that, uh, that review. And we encourage anybody out there listening to uh, feel free to give us a shout, uh, leave a review if we touched you in some way, uh, or even on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, I concur, Craig. Uh, that's a great review. We do appreciate the reviews. Um, as we said several times, they're, they're really important to us uh, for the feedback and also for the lifeblood of the podcast, so to speak. So uh, that is very much appreciated. Yeah, good job, Leje. Appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. All right. We will roll into our weekly segment of Would You Rather. And John Boy's got the, the privilege today. So we'll flip it over to you, John. What you got for Craig and I? Well, I took it down a couple of notches since the last time. Too much giggling between you two. Got one, uh, got one a little more on the up and up, a little more serious. Um, oh, okay, so here we go. You got a comment on that hot dog? I thought last time was pretty serious just based on the fact that we were talking about life and death at the same time. I mean, this is, this is can only imagine if this is serious. That's true. It's a circle. You can't, don't have one without the other. Okay, here we go. Uh, would you rather to have to be in physical contact with everyone you talk to or not be able to see anyone you talk to? Hmm. What do you think, hot dog? Craig hmm. Cream over there looks like he's in deep thought. <laughs> Craig does look like he's in deep thought. I'll, I'll come out. I was trying to write it down just so I can remember what we were being talking about here. I'm going to take the physical contact with people up. I like seeing people. Um, I'm going to take that. I understand that we're in the middle of the pandemic situation here, but uh, just like this, I like at least uh, being able to see who I'm talking to. And I think we're going to start recording in the flesh here in the next week or two, which would be great. But I, I like seeing people, being around people. I love the human spirit. For the good or for the for the bad, I'd be happy to be around the people. Yeah, I think I want to go with Matt on this one. I think I have to see people. I know it. Uh, obviously, there's people we want to spend more time with than others. Uh, you know, if I'm going to call a, uh, a restaurant to order something, and my only option is to see them in person, it can have its limitations. But uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, I guess, part of the, you know, in general, communicating and seeing somebody's eyes and their face uh, is nice. And if I could 
only hear people and never see them again. That'd be kind of be kind of rough. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Matt on this one. I'm gonna go with Matt on this one. How about uh, you, brother? Okay, man. I expected to at least get a couple of questions on this. Uh, first one, I, I thought you'd be like, okay, what kind of contact were we talking about? Like a, a touching. <laughs> Fingertip, or we're going full body embrace. I would have said full body embrace to start off with. Um, so everybody we meet, we have to be in full body embrace with? Not everybody you meet, just while you're talking to them. That was the other thing, too. If you're oh, not talking oh. to them, you can see them. <laughs> Y'all left too much on the table with this one. When you're not talking to them, you can see them. But whenever you are talking to them, you can't see them. So maybe a hand on the shoulder while you have say something about i think a full body go. embrace i think it has to be a full body embrace <laughs> embrace i'd be sorry i would be having to pick and choose who i'm talking to potentially but everybody. i know that was another thing you'd be like okay i'm gonna be a lot more selective with who i talk to yeah i'm with y'all too i would uh go with the being physical contact um doesn't really matter to what extent that be i'm a, a touchy feely hugging kind of guy so that's where i would go and it does help too, seeing facial expressions, all that kind of stuff, like you touched on. So yeah, it makes me think that one of the first things I thought of when I heard facial expressions—you'd be getting was, them a lot uh, closer, like this. You would be, dude. You'd be really <laughs> up close to those facial expressions. But I thought of uh, one of our friends here, Stephen Green's wife. Green Paul is our friend that's mentioned all the time for the self-driving course. His wife, I nicknamed her F.E. for facial expressions because she has got some. Our friend Craig down there, he's got a lot of them too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see him in, in person so I can get some of that. <laughs> Old F.E. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> kind of forgot about that till just now. Anyway. Oh, John, that wasn't too bad, man. That was not too bad. Didn't know where we were heading there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> rolling into the topic is on friendships and i think we've done a pretty good job all the listeners know that we're all uh, pretty good friends here on the podcast uh, one of the main reason for starting it was our weekly lunches as friends but we thought it might be good to talk about really kind of as i underlined in the beginning the importance of having a people in your life and probably on a higher level people that are friends in your life so i think a good place foundational place to start would be defining the different kinds of friends in our lives. What about y'all? What do y'all think? Not specific people, but the specific types of friends. Uh, you know, you could have work friends, you could have uh, friends that you are occasionally see every now and again. You might have a neighbor that you friend, you might have mom, sibling, sister, brother, your wife, your kids. And most importantly, what comes to my mind would be God. Um, as a friend, what, uh, what about y'all? What do y'all think about the different types of friends out there and the purposes they serve? Yeah, I think you're right. There's a, a wide range in, um, friendships and what all of those things mean, just uh, the casual friendship of, uh, you know, the male lady that we see every day. My, my little boy loves her. He wants to go out and talk to her and, uh, have conversations with her to, uh, much more intimate relationships that you have with the people who are really close to you. So. I think it's a pretty broad uh, subject and uh, I'm glad to be talking about it. And I think it'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks about it. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, you know, friendships, I think, are what allow us to experience this thing called life, uh, whether it's, you know, somebody you're extremely close to or who you might consider your best friend. It could be a spouse, a family member, or a, a dear friend you've known for a long time, you know, and just different friends you have at work and, and, and friends that maybe you've had through the college years, just you think about what you can share with different people and over the years, the experiences you've had with different friends uh, in different environments. I think that's kind of any memory in your, you know, this for me, the majority of the memories in my life, you know, there has been somebody there I could call my friend to some extent, whether it's a deep personal uh, friend, like a family member, or whether it's just my, you know, my buddies and we're out fishing. It's just the best memories in life come from those experiences, I think, shared with friends. Yeah, I yeah, was, was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, what you talked about, hot dog, uh, you know, being friends with uh, God, uh, there's a scripture quote that I put down that I think is um, pertinent to what you said. And uh, it's from Proverbs 18. And it says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. What do you think about that, hot dog? Man, I really like that. Um, and, and I'm, uh, we all are very faith bound and 
really truly I, I had typed out some stuff and God was one a handwritten in there late and I was like man I almost forgot about that and that is somebody who's always there um and in my personal relationship with God there's times where uh and that, that's grown over time times where I'm super stoked and times where I'm like man what the heck I talk to him just as if he is my friend so uh, I really like that scripture a lot there John that was awesome John yeah that's funny that you bring that up because uh, I would certainly agree with that. You know, being younger, um, you know, I felt like my relationship with, with God was much more um, standoffish um, and not what is in, evolved to to this point now. And now I'm along the same lines as, you know, you are. Where I just start talking and say whatever comes out of my mouth. And as y'all know, it's not always pretty. <laughs> Sometimes the things come out that are uh, may give me trouble or cause a problem. So uh, anyway, that's, you know, I, I pray and talk to God like that. And uh, it's just interesting how that's evolved over time. And, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a good and healthy way to do that. Yeah. I would shout out to the book, The Shack. Um, it's a great book. Uh, one of the books that kind of mm -hmm. got me into some of that stuff a little bit along the way. But yeah, I think it's pretty cool when you can look at that. Uh, doesn't mean we always agree with certain things that might be planned for our life or the, even the free will that we're given and decisions we make at times. So it's, yeah, that's a, a big part of my life uh, for sure. What do, you, what do you think about that, Craig? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, friends can be like, uh, like Steve said, like some of his comments, like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they keep you on your toes, and but at the end, of like the you're day, talking about Alex in that one, though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, old Alex, shout out to Monkey, good friend of mine. You definitely know, you never know what you're gonna get, or whether you're gonna go to jail, but you're gonna have a great memory and have a great story and a great time. So <laughs> we'll get him on here one day. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, I agree with you completely. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's cool, too. I think that was something neat you said, John, about, um, you know, friends or Craig, I can't remember which one of y'all said that a few minutes ago about having friends in your life. It's also, uh, you know, stuff we might get into where you can rely on them, lean on them, share the highs in life. But it's good also to have them along for the ride to make memories. And it brings me back to my one solo trip to South Dakota that I went on by John's pushing recommendation for me to solo travel. Yes. And that was one of the main problems I had on that trip is it was cool. And yeah, I had God with me and all the strangers I met taking pictures of me along the way, which is great. Uh, so I made new friends, I guess you could say, along the way. But not having someone around to truly, uh, you know, share it, minus call a couple of y'all on the phone, shoot a picture or two over there. It's still kind of not the same. So I think it's cool also just having friends along for the ride, making some memories. You know, they could be intentional or unintentional memories a lot of the time. Well, it is fun to have people along for the ride. No doubt about that. But um you know, if you did always have somebody along for the ride like that, you may miss an opportunity where you can meet somebody new and interesting and hear a new story or a new perspective or just, you know, have a small conversation that somebody may be needing to have. That's true, John. You never, you can't, uh, you always got to be open to the different people that come into your life. Uh, again, we talked about that could be in there for a matter of a few hours to days to your whole life. So uh, it's kind of like Craig and I in the gym, you know, turned into a gym friendship, turned into a nice, great friendship that we talk all the time and have a podcast together now. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, you think about life and uh, the hurdles it throws at you. I think individually we all go through tough times and usually it's a friend that we rely on to improve our life or improve our quality of life because uh, I think they can challenge you. Um, you know, as much as we rely on friends to be there for us and support us. I mean, having a friendship requires, uh, you got to put effort into it. I think, uh, at least in my experience, I've had friendships where I was really close to somebody, but you know, life gets busy and you, know, you can lose touch. And I think you have to nurture those friendships. Uh, there's a little give and take. Um, you know, sometimes friendships can challenge us. Sometimes they can confuse us. Um, but I think it's important to our well being because ultimately, uh, they also teach us how to forgive. They teach us how to laugh, how to have conversations. So just improving that whole experience uh, of life, um, you know, I think can, can fall back on those friendships. 
Yeah, that's a great point, Craig Cream. Um, that's one thing that I that I uh, tell people is, uh, you know, if you have a relationship or a friendship, that needs to be nurtured, whether it be talking on the phone, seeing the people in person, however the communication is available. Uh, you know, if it is important to you and you want to continue. So um, you got to nurture those relationships that are important to you to make sure that you don't lose them and they slip by the wayside. Yeah, John uh, and Craig, I would second that as well. You know, um, I think human interaction is good, whether that be, you know, on, over a phone and technology you can use now to talk to anybody anywhere in the world, to seeing people like we, we've talked about a lot here, not being able to go to our weekly lunches or be around like that stuff's important uh, facet of life uh, that kind of makes the well-roundedness of life go round, so to speak. What do y'all think about this too? Craig and I are in this boat. John's not yet trying to get him into the boat about a dog or a cat, whatever you're working with over there or a bird. I don't know. Um, pets that are, you know, friends like a dog, man, this friend like myself, I'd say my dog's probably a I would definitely consider a friend be bopping around over here. I can't, I don't know if Craig would say the same for his two over there. I don't know how he considers his two dogs to be bopping all over the place. But what do y'all think about that? I think that it's pretty amazing what a pet um, can do to, to help a person out along the way as well. I personally can speak to that a little bit. Y'all got any thoughts on that? Well, I, I know, I certainly remember as a child, whenever we did have uh, animals, mostly hunting dogs and other things like that. And, uh, I mean, that's, I still remember it to the, to this day uh, when some of the dogs that we had for long periods of time had passed away, it just being such a heartbreaking experience uh, for me personally and my siblings. Um, so certainly there is some companionship to that. Um, some, I guess one, maybe not one-sided friendship, but it, it's different, um, a different kind of relationship, I think, than uh, a human human interaction. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's funny because we have two dogs and originally got them because uh, our kids wanted dogs. And I was like, you know, I can't have my children be raised in our house and become adults and never at least had a shot at giving them a dog. Uh, so we went for it. Yeah. And of course, they felt like one dog was lonely. So the dog needed a friend. We got two dogs. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. You know, you know, they're animals, but they have this sort of unconditional affection for you and this need to please you and uh it's really interesting i think um we got them at a time where when one of my daughters you know some of the friends she was running with were just you know it's that age where kids are rough and difficult and giving her a hard time and you know hard to find a consistent friend who you could count on and trust on but you know to have a little animal that comes up and wants to sit in your lap and lick you and love you and just be present it kind of, I think, at a time at that time in our life, provided some stability, uh, some consistency, uh, and it just really just brought nothing but joy uh, to the girl. So, I think uh, you know, pets can can be a friend in the sense that they help you, uh, you know, feel that that connection, and you can nurture it and, and kind of give you some of those benefits you would have with you know human friendship. Yeah, uh, and I would say for myself, it's kind of funny. I do have a dog running around here, and it's just me and the dog. It's nice to the, and I probably I try my best not to take it for granted, but it's nice to be bop in the house, and there's another living happening going on in here. You know, even if uh, yeah, it is kind of funny. John would say one-sided friendship in a lot of ways because they can't talk back minus their own little languages they're working with. But it's good just to have some some the dog around, so to speak. And I, I think people with you know whatever, like I said, cats, birds, fish, whatever it is you got working with over there, I think they can serve a pretty good purpose uh, as well. It's kind of, I guess, kind of funny in that whole circle of life. God, human beings, the pets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do y'all think about friendships evolving over time? What, what your friendships look like whenever you were younger compared to how they are now? That's a good one, Steve. Um, I guess, and maybe I can speak for myself, when you're younger, uh, I feel like friendships are about having somebody to have the experience with, you know, we're going to go run through the woods. We're going to hunt. We're going to go cut up. We're going to create this sport. We're going to have this adventure. Uh, it was all about sharing the adventure together. And, and while it still is that way, I think as we get older, at least for me personally, my friendships have kind of leaned more on, you know, how can I, you know, help support someone or have someone help support me in this adventure of life 
and kind of sharing our experiences. It's almost like as soon as you meet somebody who, who says, oh, I've done that before, or I went through that same thing, you almost have like an instant friendship, you know, because you're with somebody else who has shared that experience or has the same interests or same insights, and you instantly feel like you're looking at a piece of yourself and another human being. So as I've gotten older, it's gotten more of just sharing life and sharing experiences and, you know, being more of an emotional uh, connection, maybe more so than the experience. Uh, or it may be a hybrid. That's, that's my little, uh, I don't know, my take on it. How about y'all? John, I think that's a great question. Pretty deep thought question for you there. I'm a little surprised that that <laughs> came flying out. I'm not going to lie. I had to go oh, double take God. for Here a second. Go. I was like, there. wow, look at that. Um, Here we go. Man, back did John come up with that? Is there someone else over there who came up with that question? Yeah. My it came, it came in the. It just came into your piece. <laughs> but on a serious note, like when I think about that, um, I do find myself. I'm a very, I guess, still pretty young in life, 33, but pretty deep thought. I like to analyze, think, etc. And I went for a walk the other day around Queen of Heaven with somebody, and we were bebopping around, and that's a, a big part of my growing up there. And I was reliving a lot of memories. That I, that I have when I was in school there with a lot of my childhood friends who several of them I could still call to this day. They would answer the phone and do anything for me. I spent years and years of my life on a daily basis with a couple of my really good friends. And as time evolved, time changes, friendships evolve. Some of them obviously still my friends, but I don't talk to near as much. And then I've got uh, one of my good, good buddies, my wonderful what do you call me? Travel Diva Cannon, who's still one of my good friends to this day. <laughs> years later, years and years later, will be my, my whole life. Somebody I talk to every single day. But as I've gotten a little older, it's also funny. I have friends that are my age, but also friends like y'all that are a little bit older than me that I truly re have relied on. As I've said on this podcast a couple times, probably more than y'all realize. Uh, a, we're a lot alike, so I tend to gravitate toward y'all a lot. But B, who have showed me a lot in life, helped me out through some tough times in life. Um, so I think it is pretty interesting to see how for myself personally, uh, my friends have evolved and that I've I probably something I would have, somebody told me that 10 years ago would have never have guessed, um, but that it is, has been a neat process for myself to, to be experiencing. Yeah, for me, you know, um, I agree with you completely, Greg Cream, about the, uh, the younger, relationships of growing up everything's an adventure you want to go out and you know do whatever it is um you know go build a castle build a treehouse play in the woods do that kind of stuff um and then you grow up through sports and you have those relationships with those guys who are um on your team and you rely on them um for your physical achievement in athletics those types of things uh, a lot of really good friends that you know would do anything for you. If you're in a fist fight, they're going to be right there with you, um, having your back, throwing a punch, Shout pulling out you Paul. out, doing, doing, whatever, <laughs> doing whatever needs to be done. Uh, and then, you know, it is, that is a little tough because sometimes you move to different areas of your life and you don't see those people maybe as much as you would like to. Um, it's not that you're not friends with them, but you just don't have the same amount of interaction with them. Um, and certainly later on, you know, I think your friendships uh, develop. Um, they can gravitate towards business decisions. You know, you are friends with people, obviously, because you have common interests, other things like that. But they can help you um, figure out things in business that, uh, you know, may be productive for both of you. Um, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. It just came to my mind that whenever we were talking about that, I just want to see what you guys thought about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's funny. I actually did one of these zoom meetings with a group of uh, fraternity guys. I was in fraternity with last week. There's about eight of us on this thing. And one of them sent a text out and said, Hey, we're having a zoom happy hour. And uh, you know, some of these guys, I'm in a Mardi Gras crew with, and they're good buddies and we'll get together every now and then, but it's just funny how uh, some of these deep friendships you've even made in the past, how you can go, uh, a year or, or you know six months a year two years and not talk but as soon as you get on the in person or you're visiting it's like it's like you never missed a day and it's kind old of times, hilarious man. old times you know and you've got some great memories and uh maybe they're not the guys that you're uh relying on or running around with you know today uh but at that time it was a great time and you could you know it deep down they'd probably still be there for you uh 
and it, it, that's always kind of refreshing to know that you know a lot of times people are like man there's nobody out there who likes me you know I don't have any friends or you kind of wrote that that lack of friendship but there's always somebody out there that you've touched or you've connected that I think uh, you could fall back on, especially if you got in a bind and, and didn't have somebody at that moment. Uh, so that's, that's a little thought I had on that. Yeah, Craig, I think that's, uh, that's well said. I think there's different times in our lives for different friends, for different uh, purposes. I, I was just talking to a good buddy of mine on the phone uh, before this, who's going through a, a really tough spot in life right now. And one of the things I told him is, hey, you know, rely on your family, rely on your friends. It's good to have people to talk to. Uh, sometimes you don't, it's not good. Uh, to hold everything inside uh, can weigh you down. And it's always, it's good to have a friend to talk to something too, that joggles my mind. You know, we've all done the retreat, the axe retreat, which has come up on here a lot and made different friends do it. And you can really see the power of people and having people to talk to, um, to help you out in life. Uh, another thing we've talked about a lot is um, therapists, things like that. Um, priests, like I consider my priest, Father Keith, shout out up in uh, kinder as a friend of mine. Like I go visit with him all the time, talk some life with him. Somebody at one point I looked at as purely, you know, serving as a priest, but now I go up there all the time and, and just shoot the bull, go to lunch. We've Myers, I brought another buddy of mine up there with, with me before and we visited. So it's kind of cool too, the different, um, how people can also play kind of what John's saying. People can be in your life for a business purpose, but also be a friend or something along the way too. Yeah, I think it all, you know, in most um, of the deeper uh, relationships uh, that evolve, um, in friendships, you know, Bill Withers, uh, the late Bill Withers actually, uh, passed away ago, a month ago today, said it best. And he said, lean on me. So, um, <laughs> friendships, uh, are a great place to go. Like you were talking about the uh, hot dog, whenever you may be in a tough spot, uh, for somebody to be there to lend an ear, give you, uh, words of advice, words of encouragement. Um, and whenever we started talking about doing this, I just was reflecting back on my life and the people that I leaned on whenever I needed advice or maybe was heading down the wrong path and people would, you know, maybe try to redirect me or uh, myself, try to tell some of my friends, man, you know, maybe you're going the wrong direction. Maybe you should uh, prioritize uh, what you're doing in your life right now. And it isn't the best thing to do. Uh, those conversations not, aren't always easy to do, but um, I think it can help deepen the relationship and uh, certainly help you value that that person more if they could give it to you straight and uh, push you in the direction that you need to go. Man, I echo that, Steve. Uh, I had a quote written, written down by a guy named Walter uh, Winchell. Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever heard of him, but I like this quote. It says, uh, a real friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, and you think about, you know, ways we can be a good friend to somebody. Um, and some of the things that I found that kind of touched me were obviously being kind, uh, probably listening more than speaking, and opening up and being honest uh, and showing that you can be trusted. I think a lot of uh, friendships you want to know that you can talk to somebody and that conversation is going to stay between you and them. And that just comes with, you know, proving you can be trusted. And I think that really helps form a deeper relationship. Uh, and then to making yourself available and, uh, you know, everybody's different, just kind of minding your, your nerves and, and your emotions and just, you know, like you said, being open-minded. And at the same time, when somebody needs to hear the, the truth or the tough stuff, just in a loving way, being able to show them that, especially if it's for their own good, for their health or well-being, uh, maybe breaking a, a bad habit, something we've talked about before. Uh, so that, thanks for that, Steve. That was good. John, coming out hot today with some real deep thought happenings over there. I'm, I don't know. What well, is... I've, been driving around, I've been driving around with my top off my Jeep, so I'm, I think I'm sunburned. It must be the raising my temperature or something. Hey, Matt, can, yeah. you get that, can you get that lean on me on a loop so we can, like <laughs> – Lean on me. Oh man, the voice cracked on that. <laughs> That's awesome. Not to follow in the uh, in the quotes Go here, but uh, Go ahead, you can sing it too. I would need the music playing with me and I would probably pop that out, but I'm not oh, going to jump out on that lip right now. I'll, I'll spare all the listeners <laughs> for that. <clears throat> um, there's a little uh Sirac, Sirac action here. Uh, one of my Sirac. favorite 
Yep, folks, I, I can't get that right every time. No, um, it's not the alcohol. I think the other one's is, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yep, very far off. Go another direction there. Is uh, out of twenty-six verse nine, it says, "Happy is he who finds a friend, and he who speaks to a ten of ears." And I think that's uh, both of y'all just hit on that a little bit, Craig, with the listening part. I think it's that's the the form of being a friend. Sometimes is to be there to listen and. You two both have had to do that a, a, fair, a fair amount with hot dog because I like to talk a lot at times. But, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> being able to to listen is a, is a really good, valuable form of communication in a lot of ways, and it's an art. Um, so I think that's important, but also having somebody who will, who's attentive and will listen to it and then tell you what their honest thoughts are, not just what you want to hear. Um, and that can be very difficult to either A, be the person telling them but be the person hearing it and a lot of times when we hear something in life it might that we don't want to hear it might be frustrating um and because it's not what you're looking for but i think after that frustration wears off you can really see the the true the fact that whoever's telling you that is a true friend because to be a true friend trust like craig said etc that that they're going to tell you what they think you know is ultimately their true thought on the matter which is is really two important facets of friendship i believe yeah, uh, several years back, I had a buddy of mine who came up to me, and uh, <clears throat> he was married and divorced. And uh, years later, after he was divorced, um, he came up to me and said, man, I appreciate you telling me. Because I said, look, man, I don't think you should marry her. And he got all mad at me and was mad at me for a very long time. Um, and then after um, they got divorced, uh, years later, he came up to me and was like, man, I appreciate you telling me. I don't think it's a good idea for you to marry this person. Uh, you know, I probably should have approached it a little better than I did. Uh, but he said, you know, none, after it all went down, uh, several of my siblings were like, oh, for X, Y, and Z. And, uh, but nobody else had brought that to his attention. So it was, uh, it's, it can be a tough conversation to have, especially if it's something extremely important, uh, things where people are, highly emotionally involved like that case um but you know is what it is i think you should just lay it all out there and see what happens and i think john it's easy in life too a lot of times to when somebody's telling you something like in that situation you were in to just be the part the poor part of that just listening and not say anything that's more the easy route out not to put yourself maybe not in the middle of the conflict with those two people but in the middle of the conflict for that person in their head and I think it takes a lot of, um, you know, courage, et cetera, to be able to say what you're thinking because you are ultimately potentially molding or um, advising someone on their life and important decisions in their life. And, and that really does, again, speak to the root of the actual friendship that you have with the person uh, that you would feel comfortable enough to tell them what they might not want to hear um, at that particular time. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, I, I want to bring up another quote. Um, and it's from John 15. Um, of course, surprising. your own name. Going to come right <laughs> out of that, huh? <laughs> I'm surprised either one of you came up with this. I expected Hot Dog to probably jump on all of my quotes initially, uh, right out of the gate, uh, try and, and one-up me. But I'm not going to anyway, steal your thunder, so, buddy. I never do. So I just sit backseat. Backseat. Well, I have gotten a lot of uh, people ask me. They were like, what is 1 Peter? It's 1 Peter. Oh. <laughs> 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 Whenever you brought that one up, and that was the one that you and I both had that day. They're like, what's one Peter? Oh, man. <laughs> it's got those language okay. capabilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, from John 15, it's, um, my command is this. Love each other as I, love you, as I have loved you. Greater love has no, one, has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. What do y'all think about that? First thought yeah, I got awesome. again is, good Lord, John's going deep again on us, my word. <laughs> started this out from the beginning. Um, sunburn, nah, man. man. It's a sunburn. I, I really think that's true, and it's kind of the not joking line that goes along with it, but like, would take a bullet for somebody, you know, hop in front of the, the car, so to speak, to save your, your friend, you know, your friend's life or something like that. I think that's uh, really neat and uh, a, a great one, John. One I know very well did not have written down. I do have another one coming out hot here in a second, but it's a good one. Yeah, that was okay. that was awesome. That was awesome, Steve. It's like you know, um, sometimes the Bible—they put it out there. They don't cut corners. It's you know, 
true friendship and love is laying your life down for somebody else or giving your life for someone like Jesus did for us. Um, and I think that's what makes him such a great friend. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, to truly experience that friendship in life is, is giving as much of yourself to someone else as you can, as much love and as much of support and, and putting it all out there without the expectation that they're going to give you something back. Uh, I think that's what it's all about. And I think that's probably how uh, you could find the, the deepest friendships out there. You know, the people who really, who really have your best interest at heart and, and to truly be who God wants you to be for someone else by giving it all uh, to the point of death. Uh, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think for most of us, you know, we we literally won't run into a situation where we have to lay down our life for uh, one of our friends, but uh, it may be something like that uh, situation that I just talked about where you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody and, you know, it may damage that relationship or you may lose that person as a friend for a while um, in order to let them. Um, know you you think they may be going down the wrong path or they may need to try a new path yeah and we are here into the thrones of like our, our deep friendships um taking it out i guess on the periphery one of the things and one of the other things i wrote down was a golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you and that's a a way that I, I personally try, I always tell my new clients who come in there, I'm gonna treat you like I want to be treated. Doesn't mean we'd all treat each other the same, but I think any person we run into in our life, whether that's for a matter of a few minutes in a conversation or they wind up becoming someone we talk to forever, um, you can treat them as a friend and treat them the way that you would want to be treated, which I think is a pretty neat thing because again, we've discussed before, people come in and out of our lives for different reasons at different times. And, and so I personally, like John said, the mail carrier, my sister, my older sister in Baton Rouge, the garbage uh, truck guy and, and uh, her and her kids are all uh, what you would consider friends. And I, I think a lot of those relationships, take the mail carrier, take the garbage man, treating y'all like they do is purely out of treat, probably treating y'all like they would want to be treated. And then boom, you become friends out of it. So I think your actions and how you treat another person. Um, can really kind of develop whatever that friendship may be, might be the start of it. What y'all think about that? No, you think you're right. You know, it's uh, how you how you handle those initial interactions can can shape your destiny. It's funny when you look at some of the friends you've got uh, and you think about that one choice, that one chance, I'm sorry, happening where you ran into them, you know, whether it was at the gym or an event. Uh, and it makes you wonder, like, we've been blessed with families and friends uh, at across several different uh, areas of our life but for those people out there that maybe don't have a deep friendship or maybe they're lonely maybe they feel like they don't have friends do you guys have any thoughts or insights on uh giving those folks guidance on maybe how to initiate friendships or where they could find uh people to maybe become their friend i mean it's something that we take for granted but i think you know what are y'all's thoughts on somebody who's maybe out there just looking for someone maybe to steer them in the right direction I think this is right up John's alley to tell us about because John will be in public arenas just yelling at people he doesn't even know. Or <laughs> uh, just go up to random people and give them a hug. So, John, why don't you be able to tell the people about that? I think this is perfect. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's along the lines of what you talked about. Uh, you know, just treat people the, the way they want to be treated. Uh, you know, I, I guess you're talking about that server that uh, the time that, you know, we were at a re local restaurant and um, she did not look like she was having a great day. Um, and I got up and I gave her a hug and, you know, it <laughs> completely, completely, completely transformed her physical appearance uh, of what she was putting out there. So, um, you know, like I've touched on before, I, I enjoy looking for those op opportunities um, and I don't mind seizing the opportunity and doing it. Um, Another opportunity that Hot Dog saw me take was when one of the trips that we went to North Carolina, um, and we were getting our rental car, and the lady was obviously not having a good day there either. And I look over and I see her name Stella. So obviously there was no way around it. I just yell Stella, like from the yep, movie. classic example, just perfect example of what we're talking about here. For her, her walls were too tall. She, I, I wasn't able to penetrate and get in there and break down <laughs> and become 
good friends very quickly <laughs> with her. She didn't appreciate it that much, but anyway, I gave it my shot. And, uh, I mean, that's what I would hope that I would, people would do for me if they, um, saw that I needed a little pick me up. Yeah, I think that's a, a true point. And John really is. We all are in a lot of ways trying to help people in our lives and our jobs and what we do. But I think John has a, a very good knack. One of his gifts that God gave him on this planet is to to make common foe with people out there, which is pretty, pretty cool. And one of the things I would I would think of to answer your question, Craig, is uh, it comes down to and again, we've mentioned this a time or two. So we're going to hit that horse a little bit here again for John oh, is. Oh, <laughs> Do you live on a horse farm? I've been by your house. I don't see any horses out there. I <laughs> know, oh, man. I need some with my cows. And I really want my cows here one day, too. Um, and it is another Sirac, another happening 2712. And it says, limit the time you spend among fools, but frequent the company of thoughtful men. Um, and I think, again, this boils down to the people that um, you associate yourself with. If you are someone who doesn't have a lot of friends out there, I, I would implore you um, to uh, go do things you like to do in life, uh, whether that's, I don't know, maybe you're a gamer out there, join a league where there's gamer, maybe you like running, join a running club. If you go frequent the people that you like, that you would want to be around, and I think it's also important to consider the people who are your friends and what the advice they're giving you, you could also have people in your life that probably wouldn't be the best friend or confidant, so to speak. But I think the people you associate yourself with would be one of the, the answers that I would come up with there, Greg. So what I'm putting yeah. together from you two guys is we need to find those communities of people that have the same interests and likes that we have and the same type of uh, mindset, perhaps, a community of people. And then like Steve said, don't be afraid to be a friend of someone and maybe, you know, treat be the first one to take that leap and, and be a, a positive uh, influence in their life. Even if it's for that day, you were their friend for that 10 minutes and that's what they needed. And who knows what that could start. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Craig. And it ties back to John and the, the question of, oh, would you rather in the way beginning, man, all about that physical contact, just go give that stranger a hug. <laughs> just go give the stranger a hug, man. That's what they needed. And stare him in the eyes. You know, we've, say, uh, we've, we've seen her, uh, we've seen that young lady a number of times since then, and she's always been super perky and outgoing mm -hmm. and uh, very pleasant. But uh, that one particular day, and I think that was one of the first times we had been there, um, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't going well. So, yeah. That's I would awesome. jump for the, I would jump for those opportunities to, uh, to do that. <laughs> so, in regards to today's who'd you, who'd you rather? In that situation, you would have stood up, embraced her, and said, I'll have the salad with the grilled shrimp <laughs> and the ranch dressing. Or he would have said, I'll have – if Craig's having a salad, I will have a salad. <laughs> I won't have the fried po' boy if, if Craig is in the salad. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of y'all might not know, when we were eating lunch. Uh, uh, typically, these guys – they probably get better things to eat than I would get, but I'd get a salad and there was a period of time where Steve wouldn't let himself get anything other than what I was getting. And the pressure was on me to order something decadent, <laughs> like a, a multi-layer po' boy with French fries. And, and, you know, deep down, that's probably what he wanted, but I'd get the salad and he'd look at me and he'd get the salad and started putting the pressure on me to order something different. <laughs> I try to get Steve to come to my world where it's not salads very often, and he was sticking with Craig every time. He would uh, he would not order till Craig orders. Good time. That's what a true yep. friend does, right? He stays by your side. Yep. Good or bad? Uh -huh. huh? <laughs> fried fried po' boy or lettuce? He's he's right by. You. <laughs> hey, I will say the salads were delicious, but I really wanted the po' boy every time we went. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's also you know cute, interesting. Um, so beautiful to see. Um, I've got a three-year-old and a three-month-old right now. And within the last week, uh, the three-year-old, who is super affectionate with the baby, probably more than he should be, wants to lay on top of him and hug him and kiss him aggressively. Um, but he's just started saying, I love you, Elijah. You're my best friend. Oh, <laughs> and he just started that saying day. that. So for, and I know Hot Dog was at the house um, one day this week. Um, and he's just, that's his thing now. You're my best friend. <laughs> that's pretty neat to see. 
That's awesome. We will roll back into the uh, weekly segment of what made you pump the gas and what made you hit the brakes. And this week, Johnny Boy is going to start us off with what made you pump the gas. John? Well, um, for me, we're taking the opportunity of having all this extra free time at home uh, with the kids to help uh, get my three-year-old over the hump and hopefully potty training. So the method that we tried, um, we tried several different ones where we did some reward systems. None of that seemed to work. He was perfectly capable of going. He just refuses to go. Um, So one of our friends had tried this two to three day method, and I don't think there's a name for it or anything, but you basically let the kid run around naked. And after they they have an accident or two, they realize, you know, there's going to be some kind of negative consequence. They can see it and retrain their behavior. So that's what we've been doing um, at my house. And it's, for one, it's super funny. Uh, we got a free range, a free range three-year-old running around naked all the time. <laughs> He's always doing funny stuff. But um, this was one of the first few days that we were doing it. And uh, he hadn't gone to the restroom all morning. And I'd asked him a couple times, you know, do you need to go potty? And, uh, you know, I never wanted to go. So I walked out to my vehicle. I was on the phone where the way my house is. You walk out the front of my house and there's a carport where I generally park uh, my vehicle. I was getting something, something out of my vehicle. And as I did that, I saw my three-year-old walk to the threshold of the door and just start urinating right there on the <laughs> carport on the concrete. <laughs> And he's like, look, daddy, look, daddy, I'm going. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, it, it was super funny. So that made me hit the gas and run and try to drag him to the bathroom and go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The whole situation's been comedic. I was over there the other day and we were outside social distance action. And yep, Tiny just running free, going right off the side of the porch. Good times. Great times. That's awesome. How about you, Matt? Yeah. Uh, you pump some brakes this week or hit the brakes? Did he? Yeah, man. Um, I did. I, it kind of just dawned on me, and we've talked about this a time or two as well, but uh, <laughs> I did. Sorry, some of y'all can't see John's expressions across the camera here. Um, is about two weeks ago, Craig and I would have been in Boston at all the pandemic happenings not happened. And this week, well, I think tomorrow, the next day, Justin Brashear and I would have been flying out to Los Angeles. Um, so I, it made me, it's kind of weird. Like when we had to cancel the trips and everything, it's like canceling them. But then when the days come by that we actually supposed to be doing these things, it kind of hits you in a little bit different way. Cause you're like, man, right now, kind of the days are blurring together. You don't know one day from the next, but whenever I was writing the date down or writing something down the other day, I thought, man, I would have, would have been in Boston right now. Or it's like I was saying, we'd be flying out to, to LA with uh, JV here in a couple of days and it did it made me kind of hit the brakes a little bit and stop and think man that was something that I initially took for granted the fact booked the trip thought we were going didn't see didn't really think in my head oh this is something that would not happen or in the fact I might not be alive but otherwise thought I might be on the trip um, so it just made me stop pause think a little bit uh, reflect to, so whenever we do get that opportunity again I'll, I'll try to stop and appreciate it a little more. Well, we know you're a little fragile, but it uh, looks like you're holding up just fine over there, hot dog. Man, yeah, we're holding up. I'm holding up great, and I will say this in closing. Um, I do. It's just me and the dog be bopping around. Um, I do have some great friends. I was, uh, I saw good old buddy Myers name me the other night at his house, and I was talking to him for a while, and I started be bopping home. He lives out here in my neighborhood. Well, off-topic story, and I thought to myself, man, I'm so blessed throughout this quarantine happenings. I've had good old Andy Man and Lady J hooking me up with uh, some meals, some of my friends, <laughs> seeing them. I've got to literally hang out with Craig at his house several times. He's taking me in over there. I feel like everybody's taking me in a little bit. John's took me in the other day. Uh, the Brashears have invited me over five or six times. Justin's cooked me food many times. Um, I've seen good old buddy Greenpaw. So I feel like I, I've been uber blessed. Myself, I can really speak to this when it comes. Craig had mentioned doing friendships as a topic. Uh, when we talked, when we met last week, 
and it's one that really for my personal place in life has has hit home with me very hard i'm very blessed for the people i have in my life cannon another one i went to his house and watched the draft the other day so i feel like all my friends have really i am a fragile one john i guess but everybody's kind of looking up for me man picking me up over here Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) that's awesome all right, guys. Well, look, we uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Uh, maybe hit us up on social media. Let us know some of your um, friendships that you've had, how they've been established, maybe a funny story or two. And I'm going to flip it to John real quick. John, why don't you talk to the people about maybe hitting us up with a topic or two they might want to have discussed at some point? Yeah, we're, uh, we're considering doing a new um, Thing for the podcast uh, we're looking for outside recommendations on things that people may want us to talk about so why don't you send us a message uh, let us know what you think we should talk about um, and we don't have any game plan about time frame when that's going to go down we'll just look through the suggestions and probably pick one at random yeah so uh, if y'all have topics etc hit us up with that something you might like to discuss on the podcast and until next time we'll catch you later Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more. I'm living my